Hey there, you have found another episode of Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. And today, we are going to talk about what it takes to make the transition from the world of the nine to five job to move into being a professional paid speaker. And we are joined by Larry Long Jr. Hey, Larry, how are you today? What's going on, Tom? I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Larry, what are your two tips for people who are making that transition into being a professional speaker? Great question. Tip number one, as a speaker, you got to speak and you got to speak some more. So get out there and speak at every opportunity that you can and then follow that up and get feedback so that you can then take your skills to that next level. Number two, you've got to be a student of this industry, a student of the game. Essentially, you've got to have a growth mindset as well as an action mindset to take what you learned so that you can then get to that next level again. All right, so for those of you who don't know Larry Long Jr., he speaks to individuals and organizations to help them get to the next level. His focus is sales, startup entrepreneurs, and colleges and universities. So Larry, you have recently made the move into professional speaking. You walked away from that job, but you were in sales before you made this move, right? Yes, sir. So I've been in sales since two, I've been in sales since the age of 10. I mean, when my, my sister was born, essentially I was the only child for 10 years. I had to sell myself, but my first sales experience was launched by Larry. And then recently I've been in tech sales for the last 17 years as a tech individual contributor selling as well as a sales leader. March 26 was my last day in corporate America. Wow. So you're just a few months into this world of being a professional speaker as your income source. So before when you were in sales, in tech sales, did you work for startups and small companies or did you work for large publicly traded companies? Come on now, Tom, all the above. I've worked for large publicly traded companies, mid-sized companies, but my niche and really my passion is on the startups. And the reason being is that in a startup, every action that you take has a huge impact, either positively or negatively on the business and I'm a, a PT player. I'm a prime time player. I like to have that impact on the business. You work for a big company, doesn't matter what you do. You're employee number 1,500,000. It's like, come on, man. So I get the impression because you've got a big personality. I've got the impression that even when you worked in these companies, whether it was a big one or that entrepreneurial startup, that you were always coaching people to try and move forward and, and do better. Is that right? Have you always been like a natural motivator? Co Coach Larry, I've got a pink bad. I wish I had it here that says Coach Long. I played baseball at University of Maryland, go Terps, but essentially I've always been a coach, always been kind of a natural born leader, helping people and really bringing their game to that next level. I think we, we, we hear a theme here, next level, and, and I would say that I come in and really give people the jolt that they need in order to get there. So many times people don't believe in their inner greatness. I'm here to give you that jolt to get you there. Okay, so so this is all awesome. I want to unpack those tips that you gave everybody at the top of this podcast. Tip number one is if you want to be a professional speaker and you want to walk away from that job, you have to speak as much as possible. So were you speaking a lot while you had a job? I was speaking a ton and I wasn't getting paid to speak. And most people say, oh, no, no, no. But that really prepared me for the business side of it. 
I learned so much about really speaking skills and, and really how to craft my story and how to connect with the audience. And uh, really, as I progressed, I learned the business side of it. Really getting paid instead of being free, now having a fee, which uh, brings a big old smile to my face because I'm, I'm impacting people, which is the ultimate goal, but I'm also now able to generate revenues to create a business. Okay, so how did you get the opportunity to speak before you were a professional speaker? Where were you speaking? What were you doing? I, I don't care if there was a fee or not. What types of places was Larry on stage? Yeah, I was internal, coaching my team, and then word gets around that, hey, there's this guy who brings a little bit of energy to the table. And if you've got a sales team that needs some energy, you should call Larry Long Jr. So I was getting calls from people. It was actually 2018. I had nine corporate speaking engagements all freebies. And I met a coach who said, Larry, respectfully, are you stupid or are you dumb? When I do corporate engagements, they write a check and there's a few zeros at the end and you're giving it away. You're free 99. When you want to turn your little hobby, I said, uh oh, little hobby? He said, yeah, you ain't making no money. When you want to turn your little hobby into a business, holla at your boy. 2018 came and went, 2019 came and went, 2020 came and I said, holler, holler, let's go to work. I had my first paid engagement, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm not Irish, but it was, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. It was actually, my first engagement. Actually, I thought you were black Irish. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> But I've been rolling ever since. So was that event live in person or was it virtual? Because March 17th is like the day the world closed down in 2020. It was supposed to be in person and it was, it was a publicly traded company. They said, we still want you, but we'll see you on Zoom. So it says it was like the uh, Brady Bunch. You got all the boxes on Zoom. Oh, I, I, I tore it up. They, uh, they said, send us your invoice. I said, uh-oh, I don't have an invoice. They said, send us your W-9. I said, what you talking about, Willis? WTF, what's a W-9? I found a W-9. They said, the check will be on its way. I said, ooh, can I keep sending y'all some W-9s? They said, actually, and they brought me back and brought me back again. So it was just, it was just a phenomenal experience. So what do you think, uh, really jumping into the thing, and you, you, you took another year before you walked away from, from the job, but during that year of 2020 into early 2021, how many times do you think you presented virtually? 14 paid, to be exact, and probably 30 freebies. Because I, I have a passion, I'll be honest with you, Tom, I have a passion for helping people. And I don't care if you give me a Coke and a smile, I don't care if you give me a pat on the back, I wanna help your people. I wanna help individuals and organizations, once again, just take their game. On a scale of one to 10, if you're a seven, I'm here to get you to an eight. So. I got into the business full-time 12 years ago, part-time 15 years ago, but it was five years before that. I had a dream that I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to leave that nine to five world and get into the world of being a speaker. And I was given advice 20 years ago to do exactly what you're saying. Speak as much as you can. And I don't remember who it was. It was someone like Zig Ziglar. It was somebody famous, was famous for saying, you've got to speak for free before you speak for a fee. And I did that. I also, when I got into the business, there was an article about 15 years ago in Speaker Magazine. And on the cover of Speaker Magazine was Roxanne Emmer. 
Emmerich. She is a legend in our business. And she was interviewed about being a speaker. And she said, before you're ever, and I'm paraphrasing because I read the article 15 years ago, but she said something like, before you're ever going to be great as a speaker, you have to give 300 professional level speeches. And the way she described it was something like, there needed to be an audience that was at least of a good size, 25 or 50 people at least. And it couldn't be inside your company where you were just the local speaker who just did things for the company. You had to be an invited outside speaker because just the, the cachet of that. And she said that, uh, you know, after you reach that level, anything that came your way, you would be able to handle. And I remember reading that and I had probably spoken a dozen times and, or maybe a little more than that, but I was like 300, that's so far away. But once, you know, several years later, I crossed that mark. I found that I was ready to handle whatever came my way. Have you found that by doing as many speeches as you did even before 2020 added on to that, you know, 45 presentations virtually, do you feel that that primed the pump that you're able to handle what's going on now? 1000%. I wasn't familiar with that article, Tom, but that is spot on. I'm going to have to give you the bingo award because it's so true. And that's why that's my number one tip is that speakers speak. I mean, I've spoken to middle school classes, high school classes, little league teams. I'll speak to anybody. And it's just that experience. It's that familiarity. It's kind of like in baseball, you got to get your rep repetitions in. You got to get your swings in as a speaker, you got to get your speaking in. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And I, and I really feel that somewhere around that 300 mark, it wasn't speech number 300. But what I did is I started recording them. I had a spreadsheet. So I knew every time I spoke, how many people were in the audience, what they paid me often in the early days, it was free, but I was able to track it. And somewhere around that 300 mark, I suddenly felt really confident. And when things would go wrong or they would say, oh, can you shorten your speech because the last speaker went too long? Or can you lengthen it because, you know, we're behind, we're ahead of schedule. I was able to do that. And at speech number 12, I never would have been able to do that. So what do you think are the biggest things you've learned from speaking so much? What, why are you ready now to go full time? Yeah, it's, it's really the confidence. Like you said, when you're that confident, you can freestyle. You can really give your attention to the audience. You can really be flexible. You can connect with the audience. And I didn't have that earlier in my career as a speaker being called in. But now it's all good in the hood, I guess you could say. It's really it's 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 that it's that repetition over and over and over again where you're just you're 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 good to go. So, Larry, your second tip was be a student of the industry. And we're actually doing this interview. Not I usually do speakernomics via Zoom. We're actually sitting side by side on a bench in Caesars Palace in Las Vegas because we met here at the National Speakers Association, Influence 2021. So you're obviously here to learn about the industry because the National Speakers Association is the best way to learn about the business side of speaking. But let's talk more about why you think it's important and what you've learned about the business. It's not just important, it's absolutely vital to have a growth mindset. You've gotta be a student of the game. And, and as a professional speaker, I mean, you think about it, a professional NBA player, Major League Baseball player, they work on their craft. They're learning, they're growing, they're living, they're learning, they're loving. That's what I'm doing in this speaker industry. And I've learned so much over the last three days. Oh, it's unbelievable. Now I've now the challenge is how do I take all those learnings and take them into action? And it's kind of like the buffet. You can't do it all very well. I'm focused on what are the two things that I can implement in my business. And it's 
not just the speaking business, but it's everything that surrounds the speaking industry. I'm working on a book project. I'm thinking about what online classes I can add to my sales 101 class. How can I monetize? How can I have an impact on people to really grow this business? If you're serious, if you're not just noodling, if you're not just messing around and playing around, if you're serious about being a professional speaker, you've got to get your learn on because that's how you get your earn on. So, I love that. So what are you learning? Not just here at Influence, but in this last four months since you've made that transition, what are some of the things that you've learned that you know that the people listening to this podcast need to learn if they want to make that transition? Hey, Tom, number one, it ain't a game. This is an industry. This is a business. So you can't kind of dibble dabble. Either you're all in or you're not about that life. I think Master P, the great philosopher and rapper Master P says, are you about it, about it? I'm about it. I'm about this life as a professional speaker. And if you're serious about it, you're going to surround yourself with other speakers. There's a saying, your network is your net worth. These relationships, these learnings from the legends of the game, these learnings from folks that have been in my shoes before are vitally important. I've been picking everyone's brain to understand what would you do if you were in my shoes? What would you do differently? What were some of the pitfalls? What were some of the things that get, get the, uh, the gold mic award? I, I know that your viewers can't see it, but shoot, I'm going to drop the gold mic on them, the gold mic award. So I'm just learning as much as I can to build and grow my business. So Larry is holding in his hand a beautiful golden microphone that I've seen him take out a few times. What's, what's the story behind your golden microphone? It's funny. I did a presentation for a group. It was a group of, of budding sales professionals. One of the gentlemen from the group ordered a gold karaoke mic off of Amazon. He mailed it to my office and we weren't, our office was closed. Essentially, Amazon called me and said, sir, we just dropped off your package. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I said, can you deliver it to my house? They said, no. I said, this is downtown Durham. It's not going to be there very long. I said, throw it in the bushes. I had to bribe my seven-year-old daughter with ice cream to go down, pick up this box, and there's a gold mic. Ah, his name is Sam Shuni. Thank you, Sam, for the gold mic, and this is number two. It's a karaoke mic. My kids, they were playing with number one, and they broke it. <laughs> Well, you bring up a really interesting point, and I want to go deeper into this, what we can discover about the industry, but you bring up a really interesting point, and that was getting around other speakers who are living the life of a speaker. So, I often get asked, you know, hey, Tom, can, can my brother pick your brain? He wanted, or my sister pick your brain. They want to become a professional speaker, and I'll go meet this person at a Starbucks in Austin, Texas, and one of the first questions I ask everybody is, how many speaker friends do you have? And they often look at me, Larry, they look at me quizzically, like, what do you mean? And I go, I don't know. Sounds like a pretty easy question. How many speaker friends do you have? And they often go, uh, well, you. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're not friends. We're strangers having a cup of coffee. Yes, you bought my coffee, but that doesn't make us friends. You know, I'm happy to help, but I'm talking about you don't have plans for Thanksgiving dinner and they find that out and invite you to their home. And oftentimes they have no speaker friends or maybe they have one. And I'm like, here's the deal. I don't think you can do this business unless you have speaker friends. Because what happens is when you have friends in anything, whatever your hobbies are, this is why people who golf have golfer friends. People who play bridge have bridge friends. Runners have runner friends. I could make this list even longer, but I'll move on. 
the thing is, is that people share. When we have friendships, we share. And the way you learn is when people tell you, oh, Larry, I looked at your marketing material and it's good, but you know, if you actually, you know, traded this word for that word, it's going to have more impact. Strangers don't do that to you. So I think you're on to something. When did you discover that speaker friends were going to be really important to your success? Uh, I would say it was probably 2018 when I got introduced to Dr. Kevin Schneider. He uh, authored a book, Paid to Speak, uh, really taking your speaking from a hobby to a serious business. And, and at that point, I think it was 2019, I attended my first NSA Carolinas meeting as a guest. And uh, I got the hookup, I got the uh, member fee, and uh, just being able to see how supportive, uh, how the ideas they were throwing, bashing ideas off of each other. I mean, they had a, a speaker, but then they talked about what can we take from the speaker to implement into our business. And I was just all ears, kind of like I am here at Influence. I uh, My motto for 2020, 21 Tom is shh, listen because so many times we want to talk and as a speaker when we have the mic in our hand we want to talk you can't learn anything when you're talking you're just spewing off what you think is right when you shut the heck up you can learn so much so you're here at the National Speakers Association conference a lot of people who join the industry are like, oh, I can't afford to go this year because it's expensive to attend and I'm not making any money yet, especially if they've left their nine to five job. I talk to people all the time who are like, mm, I, I just can't afford it. And I know you just walked away from your sales job. Salespeople make great money. I know I used to be a salesperson. So money obviously is a concern. What made you say, oh no, even at the end of the pandemic, I'm going to Vegas. You can't afford not to be here is my impression and essentially it's just like anything in life you get out of it what you put into it so when I said I'm gonna be serious with this when I joined NSA Carolinas in January I said I'm going to invest in my business I'm going to invest in myself and with any investment it takes time and you've got to nurture it but essentially you've got for me I've got to do it I can't speak for anyone else and I'm so glad I didn't miss it because there's just so much knowledge that's going to take my game, my game to the next level and allow me to help other people take their game to the next level. I can't imagine not being here. If you aren't here, I hate to shame people. I'm pointing my finger at you. Shame on you because that's an excuse. And we always, we sometimes rationalize and justify that oh, I can't do this because survey says, nah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you've got sort of two ideas so far from being here that you are going to, as soon as you get home to North Carolina, you are going to start implementing. I think everybody listening, especially those people you just shamed who didn't come, I think they're thinking, what are his two ideas for the industry? Yeah. So let's let them uh, shortcut. What are the two ideas that you are going to dive in on? This, this is it. I'm exploring the avenues outside of speaking. Speaking is my, my calling card. Speaking is my commercial. But what else am I going to add to my menu? Uh, you can call me the value menu. I'm, I'm delivering value and you deliver value, you get value back. 
back. So what kind of workshops, what kind of retreats, what kind of training? I got a book that's coming out. What am I going to do in addition to the book? So essentially it's a business with many different avenues to the business. It's not just single threaded, but how can I grow my business across the board? Number two is really expanding my network. So essentially we know that your network is your net worth. And I was so blessed to be able to go to dinner with you. Thank you, Tom. Last night I had dinner with three members of the Millionaire Club and I just shut the heck up and I listened. And there's levels to this game. They were on a whole different level with the conversation, the things that they were talking about. And I was taking notes on my phone. I didn't have my notepad, but I was taking notes and you better believe Whatever they're thinking, I'm now starting to think. That's the power of community. That's the power of networking. That's the power of being here. I know we have some people that are virtual and I commend you for finding a way to still get access, but being here in person, the conversations that go on in the hallway, I pity the fool. Nothing can replace that. So Larry, as we look forward, 2021 completes, 2022, completes 2023 completes and we're now wrapping up 2024 we're five years ahead of you jumping into this business where do you want larry long's career to be it really number one is about the impact on individuals lives organizations lives through their people Number two, I want to have a sustainable business, a profitable business, and a business that I enjoy. I think the millennials out there, they call it YOLO. You only live once. Well, guess what? Life is a yo-yo. You go up and down on a Tuesday. So essentially, I want to do the daggone thing. I want to have an impact on people, but I also want to have a smile on my face, Tom. So looking forward five years, that's what that life looks like. That's what I envision my life of impacting uh, just so many people people worldwide being able to take care of my family I got a wife that likes to shop I got kids oh my son is eating me out of house and home and I like the golf I, I think I told you I was Tiger Woods's cousin his long lost cousin Larry hit it in the woods I'm hoping that I'm able to play <laughs> golf on all continents <laughs> all right so you brought up your wife I had the pleasure to meet your wife at dinner the other day so this business is a hard business if you really want to be a speaker it's not like there is going to be you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of business for you in Durham, North Carolina every single year. You're going to have to get in the car, get on an airplane and go. Do you think you can do this business if your wife and kids are like not supportive of you doing it? Oh, I mean, Kevin Garnett said it when the Celtics won the, uh, the national championship NBA, anything is possible, but it's super hard if you don't have the support of your spouse and your family and your friends. And sometimes you got to change those friends. You can't change your family, but if they don't support you, uh-oh. So I bring that up because I got into this business 15 years ago, 12 years ago, full time. And over the course, up until the pandemic, I got up because I do MC work. So I would be gone more than just a night. When you do a keynote, you can do it with like one night away. But MCing is often five nights if you're doing a three-day conference, just because of the, you have to be there for the pre-con and all the rehearsals. And if my wife, I had two daughters who were teenagers at the time, they're both adults now. And I will say this, like all ages of kids, all stages of kids are great. Adult children, the best. However, 
I st my business started to expand and I had young teenagers and my wife was a full-time mom worked part-time for an association I never could have become a speaker without the support of Sarah and my daughters Jackie and Kate and so what do you say to someone out there who wants to take the, the jump in the water how do they have the conversation with their family that I'm passionate, and if you're listening to this podcast 23 minutes in, you know that Larry is passionate. How do you have that conversation with your wife and your kids that, hey, once this pandemic ends, I did all this virtual stuff, 45 virtual events, but that could be 100 nights on the road next year. Yeah, show me, don't tell me. So you talk about being passionate, but show me. What are you doing? I had to show and prove to my wife that I was serious about this thing, because once again, we go through life just like everyone else. How are we gonna keep the lights on, Larry? Free 99 doesn't pay the bills. You're getting paid free 99. I said, hey baby, I got you. She said, well show me. When I started quoting my fee, my bananas and pineapples, that's an inside joke, essentially she saw that I was serious. And she's always got my back. Now she's really got my back. Now she's on the same page as me. I guess you could call her a believer or a believer. I don't know, I'm a believer. Don't get me singing. I'm, I'm tone deaf. I have people crying out there. But essentially, having that support is vital. You got to have the direct communication. So you're not like a, you're not one of these speakers who gets up and then ends your presentation with a song, right? <laughs> not a chance. So I say that because my last name is Singer and I can't, nobody in my family can sing. In fact, we're the only family in the history of our church who was told, please don't sing really loud during choir. Funny story. My buddy Reggie Ray, what's up, Reggie? He pulled me up on the children's choir, on, on the children's choir. My parents were looking for me, and then all of a sudden they could hear me. My mom said, Larry Long Jr., don't you ever, ever do that again. <laughs> all right, so Larry, as we wrap this up, what is one, maybe two pieces of advice for you that you have for the person who is listening to this podcast who is like, I'm so, it must be nice to be Larry Long Jr. and have a supportive family and have a successful sales career that he could walk away from enterprise sales and jump into just doing his own thing must be nice what advice do you have for them if that's their dream also must be nice I love it that's been a theme of this conference number one you can do it I'm Larry Long Jr. My father grew up in the projects of Baltimore City. Only one from his family to graduate high school. Come on, Cletus. If I can do it, anyone can do it. You've got to believe in yourself, in your mind, in your body, in your soul. If you don't believe that with all your being, you have no chance because it's tough. Number two, I'm not sponsored by Nike yet. Just do it. So I got to tell you, Larry Long Jr., it has been a pleasure to sit down and talk to you here on this episode of Speakernomics. I have a feeling, it's just a little feeling in my gut, that someday someone's going to say, is it true that the first person to ever interview Larry Long about the speaker business was Tom Singer on Speakernomics? And I'm going to say it all started right here because you've got the passion, the drive, the excitement, and you're just a really nice human being. I want to hang out with you more. I want you as one of my speaker friends. Tom, you're making me blush. Don't do that, man. You're making this brother blush. Truly my honor, my pleasure, and my privilege joining you on Speakernomics. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I am having so much fun to have the honor to host this show every single week where I get to talk to people like Larry Long, who has been in the business all of four months as a full-time speaker. And last week, we interviewed Patricia Fripp, who has been a member of the National Speakers Association for 44 years and was 
was the first woman president of NSA. So there is a huge, a huge gap of people between four months and 44 years, and they all have nuggets of wisdom so that you can become a better speaker and build a better business. And we do it right here. So do me a favor. If you like this show, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast love and make sure that you have subscribed and left one of those reviews about the podcast. And we're going to be back here next week with more actionable content so that you can speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.